Welcome to Body Sculpt of New York Six Weeks to Fitness Podcast, where we hope to inform, motivate, encourage, and inspire you towards living a healthier lifestyle. And now, here's your host, the president of Body Sculpt of New York, Vince Ferguson. Hi, I'm Vince Ferguson. Welcome to Six Weeks of Fitness, episode 114. Thank you so much for tuning in. Jermaine Rivers is an actor, author, and veteran from Georgia. His work ethic, both on and off screen, has led him to being cast in roles opposite Academy Award winners like Al Pacino, Richard Dreyfuss, and Danny Glover. Since his breakout role in The Sacrament in 2012, Rivers has experienced a constant string of successes on the big and small screen. He is most notable for his stint on the 2016 MacGyver reboot, where he reprised the role of bounty hunter Frank Colton, one-fourth member of the Coltons, a family of bounty hunters that was part of the original MacGyver series. He was recently cast in a recurring guest-starring role as Shatter on Fox Marvel's The Gifted, opposite Stephen Moyer and Amy Acker. Some of Rivers' other notable roles was as the notorious Officer Carter on Season 3 of Devious Maids and Officer Holmes on Season 5 of Tyler Perry's The Haves and Have-Nots. Look for him in the upcoming feature film Hangman, starring Al Pacino and Carl Urban, also Den of Thieves, starring Gerard Butler and 50 Cent. I am very pleased to welcome Jermaine Rivers to my Six Weeks of Fitness podcast. Jermaine, how are you? I'm fine. Thanks for having me, Vince. Oh, man, my pleasure, man. I have so many questions and so little time. So let's get started with where did you grow up? I was an army brat, so uh, we moved around a lot. You know, we spent a lot of time in Europe. um, And, uh, yeah, I ended up graduating from, like, Fort Campbell, Kentucky, Fort Campbell High School, on Fort Campbell in Kentucky. So we, we moved around a lot. I really can't call one place home other than, then Atlanta, Georgia. That's that's why I plant my flag for right now. Did you join the army? Yes, I did. I I enlisted um in the nineties and uh, I did over ten years and um in the army. Um, deployed five times, two combat tours to Iraq and Afghanistan, and uh, I got out in two thousand thirteen. Wow! Wow, man! Congratulations! Thank you for your service, my brother. I appreciate that. It was honor to serve. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, I was in the Navy, man. So I, I stayed. Yeah. So I have a little taste of that myself. But I got out probably at the time when you were just going in. <laughs> right. You know. Right. What I'm but thank you for your service. <laughs> <laughs> right back at you. Right. I hear you. Um, growing up as an Army brat, were you were you very active as a child? Yeah. Um, always into sports, and uh, you know, you know, playing sports in high school, and you know, just just. Being gainfully employed, I, I had like small jobs here and there, you know, um, my, my parents always encouraged me to, you know, um, just be active as a child, whether, you know, I'm working or doing school functions, you know, things of that nature, the kind of stuff that keeps kids out of trouble. So always. Oh, most definitely. Do you have any siblings? Uh, yes, I do. I have two sisters. Oh, nice. Now, are they in the industry at all? No, no, they're not. <laughs> they're not. <laughs> but I bet they're proud of their brother, though, right? Uh, yeah, you know, um, we, we, we get together and they uh, they keep me grounded. You know, we really don't talk about, you know, my work too much. You know, they, they follow what I do. 
But when I'm home with family, man, it's it's about family. Wow. You know, uh, I'm I'm Jermaine. I come home and I'm just Jermaine. You know, and they're they're extremely proud. But I wouldn't have it any other way. You know, you need those people that that really keeps you grounded and you oh, know. Oh, most definitely, uh, especially in this in, in this industry here, when you can all of a sudden you can blow up, as they say. You know, like wow, absolutely, you know, absolutely. But you keep it real. That's really nice, man. But when did you know, Jermaine, that you wanted to be an actor? Uh, I've always, I've always had a penchant for the arts, you know, for drama and things of that nature. Um, I, I was a, always an avid reader as a child growing up. Um, and, uh, it just, you know, stimulated that, that thing in my head to say, Hey, maybe I, I could do this. And when, um, I received an opportunity, I jumped on it, you know, it just, you know, timing, every, it's all about time and being at the right place at the right time with the right skill set. Um, and I met my, my, my agent and, uh, she took a chance on me and it's been, <laughs> it's been a fast moving train ever since, uh, I got signed to my first agency. So, yeah, but early on, uh, you know, I, I always liked, you know, movies, especially the old movies, like the silver age movies, um, the thirties, forties, you know, the, the, the noir films, the classics, um, yes. so, yeah, the classics. Right. So I always had a, a penchant for, for this industry. It just, it felt right. Wow. And did you, did you have any role models in the industry? A lot, a lot, you know, I, uh, Sean Connery, you know, yes, yes. I, I really have an appreciation for, because you grow up watching James Bond and, course, and, yes. and you see all of these great actors and then the Al Pacino's who yes. is always been a favorite and to get to work with him on a film, um, that's coming out in December, Hangman, yes. you know, it was kind of like, it was a surreal moment and he was a very giving, he was very giving. Uh, wow. also, um, some guys from, from, you know, the small screen. Um, I had a few, um, guys I looked up to, for example, uh, soap opera, uh, Eric Braden, who plays Victor Newman on the young and the restless. Yeah, I yeah. got to work with him on Den of Thieves. And, um, you know, it's just like you see these guys that you grow up with watching and you appreciate their work yeah. and you find yourself in a situation where you get to work with them as a peer and, you know, they, they drop pearls of wisdom. So, yeah, um, wow. a lot of people out there that I admire their work. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's amazing, man. That's ama I met Eric Braden years ago. My mom was a fan of The Young and the Restless. And so when I met him. I had an opportunity to get a picture autographed from my mom, you know. Very good guy. Very, very good guy. Very wow. good guy. Very down to earth. Yeah. Wow. And to hear that they're so giving to you, you know, as a young actor coming up, that also must mean that must have meant a lot to you. Yeah. You know, the, <clears throat> I was on Den of Thieves for like three months filming and um, the, the actual di director um, who directed the film, uh, Christian Gutegas, is, yeah. is Eric Braden's son. So he put his, his father was gracious enough, gracious enough to do the movie. Wow. But I was on that film for like for three months. And, uh, you know, when I met um, Mr. Braden, I sat down and we, we just talked. And, you know, it was in between scenes. And I was like, hey, look, I've been a huge fan of your work for many years. And, you know, um, just basically talking about, you know, what he did with the Young and the Restless and how he built that. And I was like, as a young actor, just give me some pearls of wisdom, huh. you know, because I might find myself on the show, you know, and it does five, six, seven seasons, you know, so any advice. And, you know, he, he gave me some, some really, really good advice. Like, you know, just 
you have to number one be true to yourself. You have to bring your A game every day, every day. Um, and, and you have to try to make people around you better. Um, it's, it's 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 that familiar bond that that takes you through. And forty years after the fact, with him being on Young and the Wrestlers, wow. it just is a very valid point that he gave me. So oh. yeah, he was very good. Oh my, All right. oh my goodness, 40 years, unbelievable. 40 years. Wow. All right. So now you've been on TV and you've been and you've done some film. Very impressive. Right. Which do you right. which do you prefer, Jermaine, TV or film? Uh, I like the freedom of film because you can there's there's you can improv a lot. I mean, you can now there's 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 pros and cons, but it's all good on both sides. On TV, it's very it's very scripted and concise. You know, uh, they, you have to stay within certain parameters mm, of content that's given because you have the writers and the executive producers and a lot of people that has their hand in the script. Right. Um, so you don't really have a lot of leeway because they're trying to spit out so much content and they're they're following a a recipe throughout the season. So you can't really go off the beaten path. But with film, you don't get the luxury of building a character for um a year or two years right. you have to take that information that you get mm-hmm. from the script and, and absorb it and then do your character development and and and, and you know be willing to present what you <laughs> your interpretation yes. which is also because a good director is normally someone who's who's hands-on with the script too and they'll give you the leeway to kind of be like well i don't think my character would say that i think my character probably would say this and they'll be like, you know what, you're right. Because you've done your your, your analysis of the script yes. and your character. Hmm. And then sometimes what you bring is a little bit better than what's on paper. The paper is kind of like a, a road map, you know, but there's always more than one direction to get to the destination, huh. to win an objective. So wow. um, both both aspects, whether it be film or TV, they have their pros and their cons. Yes. Uh, with TV, you have a little bit more time to kind of, to talk to the writers over the long term, say, okay, where's this going? Whereas in film, you're, you're filming maybe two to three months or maybe 30 days, in most cases, like some Tyler Perry film, and you don't have the luxury time to do robust character de- development. So. Right. All right. So which would you say takes more preparation in that case? Uh, takes more preparation, I, I would think, is film. It, it's film. Because <clears throat> you... You don't have, like I said, you don't have six months or a year. For example, me being on The Gifted, yes, right? We, we started filming back in June. And we're going to wrap um, the first season um, on the 6th of, of December. So you, you, you kind of, you have enough time to kind of get your win and see exactly where your character fits in over the span of a couple of months. Right. Whereas films, if you're doing a, 30 day shoot and you get the script two or three months prior to them filming, you got two to three months to kind of prepare to get as, as off book as you can and then show up wow. and, and be willing to work and, and play. Yes. Oh, I see. Good point. Good point. Now, most of right. your, most of your successes seem to have occurred during the past few years. To what do you attribute these recent successes of yours? Um, knowing who I am and what I bring to the game. And uh, having an agent who we sit down and and we we game plan, or I'm very I'm very hands on and and strategic with with my career and what I'm selling, you know. Like for any actor, you're the CEO of your business. And if I was a McDonald's, hmm. what is my Big Mac? 
You know, what, 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 what is it that I bring to the game? What, what do I sell easily on camera? Whether it's, um, you know, I'm, I'm a street cop with, with street cred. Am I a good guy? Am I a bad guy? What, what can I sell that you will believe? And then you do that initially because that's an easy sell. But then after that, you kind of grow and do other stuff. You know, early in my career, I did a lot of roles as a cop because coming from the military, I had that yes. emanating off of me. You know, it was easy. They saw that military bearing. They saw that. Yes. So it was an easy sell. My very first national commercial was um, as a cop on uh, Credit Karma. Uh, the F word spot. And it was, it was a really clever spot. Right. But I remember going in to audition for the role. And initially I was auditioning for the role of the father, but then the, the director, who's also the producer, he was like, no, 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 no. I want you to read for this because that's what I was bringing into the room. Wow. And he just picked up on it. Yeah. So hmm. the success be based off of knowing who you are, knowing what you bring to the game and, and, and capitalizing or planting your strengths. And then after that, you can kind of like grow and expand into other areas um, and just being patient because this industry, uh, uh, for me personally, it's not as, as unforgiving as a lot of people say, because, you know, I go in with a, a different aspect, but you're going to hear no so many times. You got to be able to take that huh. because you may not be good for every role that you audition for. But if you come into the room, not to audition for that role, but to give a performance, Hmm. then they'll find a place to put you, <laughs> you know, ah, yes. to, to cast roles. Absolutely. Huh. Absolutely. So you may not be good for this role or this part, but I think I can cast you in this this part, this role. <laughs> that happens a lot. That, that happened to me on Den of Thieves. Really? Uh, I walked in the room. I, I was prepared to, to read for one role. Yes. And I, I went in, prepared, and the, the director, Christian, he was like, man. And we was talking. We talked for a good five minutes before I even read for the, the role. And he's like, you know, I want you to read for this. Just go back outside, take about five minutes. Wow. You know, it was, he gave me like five pages, like two scenes. Wow. And I was okay. I, I just took it. I did my work. I saw what was going on. I came back in and I, you know, I, I did my job, which is to give a performance. Huh. So wow. it's just success happens when you reframe um, your situation. Just reframe the way you think about it. Like a lot of actors, they get hung up on. I haven't had a as many auditions or uh, I haven't had opportunities, but when you get those opportunities, you got to be ready and willing to do your best work and give a performance. Stop auditioning. <laughs> and it takes a lot of pressure off of you. You're not desperate. Wow. You're, yeah. the, you're the first actor that I've interviewed that put it that way. That's amazing. <laughs> that's pretty dark. Yeah. That's really uh, intuitive. That's, uh, that's, that's pretty strong, man. I appreciate that. That's amazing. That's awesome. Listen, how long have you been in the in, in the industry now, Jermaine? About, about ten years, would you say? Uh, literally less, about seven. About, about seven, 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 seven years. years. Yeah, and, seven. Yeah. Okay, and to me, you're you're very successful, and a lot of times people will say like overnight success is like uh, 15, 20 years in the making. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So, yeah. so you've been you put you're putting your time in, and um, right. but but now you're really starting to sprout like a you know a bloom like wow amazing you know, and it's awesome. yeah. And how's that feel to you? Um, it, it feels good. You know, I keep it all into its proper context. You know, ego is a very dangerous thing. Oh, man. Um, yes. <laughs> you set, you go into anything and you set an objective. You set up, um, you set parameters for yourself. You set goals. Because if you don't have a goal, a point on the horizon to aim for, you're going to fall short and you're going to find yourself 
being very disappointed and, and jaded. And I've seen that happen with a lot of people, you know, that was doing it a little bit longer than me. Yeah. And they'll always say, well, how did you, because I work, you know, I did, I do a lot of things as a, from a business minded aspect, like picture this. Now I, I use a lot of analogy, okay. but picture this, right? You go to your mailbox, you, you get your mail and in your mailbox, you're going to have like a, a coupon to, to, to Papa John's pizza or whatever. Right. You may not want Papa John's pizza right now, but it's like uh, two large pieces for seven bucks. So you buy, you know what? I may not want pizza, that pizza today, yeah. but I might want that over the weekend when I don't want to cook. So oh. that's clever marketing. And, and what I do is, you know, early in the game, once I figured it out, I started creating postcards, thank you cards and all kinds of stuff. Like my, my, my headshot on one side and on the other side, I have like, you know, some of my, my highlights for that year, some of the stuff that I booked, yeah. you know, my contact information. Yeah. But big enough so that way. And then I will also put stuff on there like, you know, this print is amazing. I'll put a calendar, like a, <laughs> a 90 day calendar on there. So that way they, they'll, they'll, they'll get this postcard in the mail because I've auditioned for them a lot. And it's basically saying thank you for giving me opportunities. Yeah. But they don't throw that stuff away because it's like a five by seven um, headshot. So they'll see my face. And then on the backside, it'll have something that they can physically use, like a talent. <laughs> yeah, it's a talent. So, you know, like, so they'll put that on their desk yes. and be like, you know, man, I, I, I got these, this film that I'm trying or this TV show that I'm trying to um, cast. And I need a 30-something cop, for example. And they'll look down and they'll see that postcard and be like, Jermaine. And they'll reach out to my agent. Wow. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's the subliminal stuff. Yes. As a as a talent that you have to be able to tap into and market yourself and sell yourself, you know, you, and give them like stuff to look at and reference right there because unless you make an imprint on them, you know, become very in their their head, they're not going to see you and you won't get those opportunities. And that's what I tell a lot of actors when they're starting. I'm like, look, you got to be able to sell yourself. You got to you got to be able to market yourself. You got to know what you're selling. Yes, amazing. How important is gratitude to you, Jermaine? Gratitude is everything. Without gratitude, yeah. it's you, you know, you you get blessings. I think your blessings multiply when you you show an air of gratitude for every casting director or director that I work with. Even my peers, when I work with them, yeah. I give them tokens wow. because I feel like in order to get something, and not just going it with the uh, with the mentality of I want to get something from you. Let me give you something. Huh. Let me give you something so that way. You know, you walk away from this experience. Not only was I professional, not only did I know my my work and, and do good work, but I was a cool guy. Wow. Because at the end of the day, when you're working on film or TV, you want to work with people that you can get along with. You don't want to work with divas. You know, yes. you, you're doing 12 hour days with people for like six months. You got to be able to get along. So being gra grateful and gracious, hmm. that sells itself because people will talk about you when you walk out the room. What are they saying about you when you walk out the room? What's that conversation? Yeah. And even when you're not in the room, if they're talking about you in a positive way, that says a lot. So, I mean, genuinely, I think being gracious and, and having that air of gratitude is going to open more doors for you in the long run. Very good. Thank you, man. I love that. How important is your agent to you in your career success? I my, my agent, um, Jara Avery, she is my world. I, I, uh, we have such a good relationship because we had to fight for it. Early on when, when I got signed to her, 
um, she had a, a nice roster of a lot of talent. And I was fairly new. I didn't know what I know now, but I was hungry. Wow. And, uh, you know, we, we, she, <laughs> my agent, she, she's a no nonsense, huh. meat and potatoes type of woman. Like, tell her how it is. She don't pull the punches, huh. you know. Yeah. And a lot of people, they can't deal with that because they wear their feelings on their shirt sleeve. Right. But we, we worked on it. We worked on it. And I was like, hey, look, you know, you know what right looks like. And I'm learning. I, I have raw talent and I have a willingness to learn. I want to learn as much as I can. I was like, so you tell me if, if my baby is ugly, hmm. tell me my baby's ugly. I don't mind you telling me if I do something like submitting a taped audition. She sees every taped audition that all her talents submit. She wow. sees good ones, she sees bad ones. And that is what gets you in the door for casting directors to bring you in for callbacks. Now the industry is pretty much taped auditions first, yes. and then you go into the room, or if they offer you a role. But early on, you know, we, we covered a lot of ground. And I was like, it just had to be just real talk, just being real honest, knowing that her intent is to get me work, and my intent is to help her get me work. Right. <laughs> it goes hand in hand. Cause she got, she ultimately gets 10% of, of everything that I do. So it's a mutual benefit. Now you're currently playing the mutant hero Shatter on Fox TV show, the gifted. Now tell my listeners about that character. Uh, who is he? Where did he come from? And what powers does he uh, possess? Oh man. Shatter. Um, he was created by Geoff Johns and Sean Martin bro in 2002 he was part of an underground of mutants called the morlocks um and if you go back to the x-men canon um the morlocks they they basically were underground they were the mutants who didn't or could not pass for human their mutations were such to the point where it forced them to go underground because at that time mutants were being heavily persecuted now uh mutant um shatter as a whole Prior to his, him becoming a mutant, um, his powers activating or what we call evolving, he didn't like mutants. He was the ones that would bully mutants and things of that nature. So he was kind of like the the high school jock. He was really good at baseball, yeah. you know, very popular. He yeah. basically had the world at his feet. You know, he was a high prospect to go to college, wow. play college ball. Yeah. But then his mutation kicked in and uh, his outwardly appearance. He has diamond hard, blue black tinted skin. He's wow. virtually invulnerable. Um, his powers are he can crystallize things. Um, so molecular man manipulation. Wow. He also has a uh, an accelerated healing factor so much that he can regenerate limbs, which it was it showed in the comics also. Really. Um, so yeah. So so you go from from him being a kind of a prima donna. You know, just the the it guy yes. to going through this mutation where his physical outward outwardly appearance changed. Now that and and after that happened, he got ostracized and shunned by his family, and he went through a very depressive state and tried to commit suicide early in his mutation, like hours afterwards. Um, and he tried to commit suicide. Wow. Um, he tried to commit suicide. Um, he he took his father's nine millimeter and tried to shoot himself in the head. And the bullet just bounced off his head and left him with this cracked depression on the side of his face, wow. on the right side of his face. So that's where he comes in with the the, the code name Shatter. So uh, he has wow. he has a lot of uh, a lot of layers to him. I've been hearing a lot of good things about the uh, the TV show. You know. Yeah, right now we're 
Yeah, we're, right now we're averaging uh, about three, three, almost three point something mil a week viewership, and which is really good. We, we we're getting a lot of good ratings um, and a lot of good reviews. So our season two is is going to be is, is going to be is going to take off after season two. Yeah, this yeah. show has the potential to be a long running, you know, TV show. You know, are you, yeah. are, you are you prepared for that? Oh yeah, I'm always ready for it, um, and, and that's what I pray for. I, I, I pray for something, you know, that I could grow with and 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 be instrumental in. Um, so, like for this season, we're doing 13 episodes, and I'm in 11 of the 13. Wow! So uh, hmm. basically, a series regular. Um, yes. You know, and I'm working with great people. You know, I'm working with 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 some really talented actors. You know. Amy Acker from uh, Person of Interest. Right. Uh, Stephen Moyer. Stephen Moyer, True Blood. You know, yes. he's a great guy. Sean Till, who was in Rain and also um, incorporated on the Sci Fi Channel. Talented, talented people. Emma Dumont, who plays Polaris. Um, Blair Redford, who plays Thunderbird. It's a, it's a, it's a really solid cast. Everybody uh, compliments each other. And, and um, you know, we, we, we do good work. Yeah, it's not, and I understand you're basically being chased by the government. The government's trying to put you guys away. Is that how this works? <laughs> yeah, um, what happens in, in this universe is that it's not totally illegal to be a mutant. Okay. However, if you, if you use your powers in a way that it destroys government property, then that's an automatic go-to-jail go to card. Wow. So, <laughs> you know, a lot of these mutants that's been persecuted, they're, they're refugees because there's at the right place at the wrong time and they're being pursued by sentinel services which is like a shadow agency of the government that goes out kind of like ice <laughs> is <Yes>. for us <laughs> right now and they they persecute mutants you know wow. um through you know people's phobia so it's it's a lot of relevant stuff that's happening in the show where we contrast wow. what's going on in today's society in real life exactly now, Shatter is a Marvel Comics creation, right? Right. And now, as a as a child growing up, were you a comics book guy? Man, I I was a super comic book geek. I used to spend my lunch money really? to uh, buy comic books. What? And uh, <laughs> a super collector, both Marvel and DC. And so, DC, wow. <laughs> yeah, when I got an opportunity to read for... Um, this role, I didn't even know initially going in that it was for Marvel because it was super hush-hush. It was super low-key. They was using code names for the show, and I, I didn't know. And when I got the the audition sides, I looked at it, I read it, I was like, okay, well, let me just make my strongest choice and, and you know, and, and just here's my interpretation. And I, I uh, got a call back with the one of the um, producers, um, slash director, his name is Lynn Wiseman okay. and uh, Craig, Craig Siebels, and they brought me into the studio, and I, I read for the producers and the director, and um, they loved it. They they loved me. I got the, the job, and then they told me what it was for, and I was, you know, it's like a, a 12-year-old kid, man. My 12-year-old yes. kid just went crazy. Oh, <laughs> yeah. man. Oh, man. It's like being in the chocolate factory as a kid, you know? A absolutely. Absolutely. Now, is it uh, physically demanding this role that you're playing as Shadow? Is it physically demanding on your body? Uh, not so much. Not so much. You know, I get plenty of rest. Okay. Um, we do 12-hour days, but that that's nothing new. 
you know, that's, that's not, and it's like, <clears throat> when I'm on set, I'm, I'm, I'm in my, my element. I'm on my playground. You know, yeah. I love what I do. I'm not looking at the clock, you know, because you know, you're, you're creating art, but you know, um, we get fed very well. <laughs> you know, we have, uh, we, we have, uh, craft services and, um, chefs that, you know, they, they, they dish out some really great meals, you know, aside from what I'm always eating prior to coming to success. So, um, it's not that physically demanding, you know, um, and I work out so that way I can maintain, you know, ah, yes, we're going to talk about that. Where is the, uh, where was the show filmed? Is it filmed in Georgia? Yeah, it's filmed in Atlanta. It's filmed at, uh, Atlanta Metro studios. Oh, how, how convenient is that? You know, for you? Absolutely. Amazing. Absolutely. But now, how long does it take for you to get into makeup? That must be, that must take some time. Yeah, it's uh, two, two hours, two hours in a chair, you know, wow. um, and, and sometimes, you know, it goes a little bit quicker, you know, depending on who's working on me. Um, my, my primary makeup artist, um, uh, Corey Castellano and Mark Neiman, those guys, and I say it all the time, they're, they're the best in the business. And also my, I, I wear a contact, so I have a contact lens specialist. Her name is Ashley. She's wow. amazing. You know, so we have a team that they they get it done and uh, they they care about how I look because I care about how I look. They always yeah. get it right. Oh yeah. man, amazing! Now on this podcast, I interview athletes, celebrities like yourself, and I always talk about fitness and nutrition and the importance of living a healthy lifestyle. And with all of the TV and film projects that you have currently going on, how do you stay focused mentally and physically? <laughs> Mentally, mentally, um, I, I'm 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 enjoying what I what I'm doing. Okay. So it's not a burden. It's it's a labor of love. So you know, and to sit back and understand how grueling the casting process is. So you you for one role for day player guy number one, you know that has under five lines on The Walking Dead. They're looking at fifteen hundred people just for that one role. Wow. That's just one guy who you'll just see him once and he's killed probably within the first five minutes of the show. Amazing. So knowing that I'm on a show as a series regular, that, that, that got me pumped, you know, come walking into the door. I'm, I'm pumped. Wow. Uh, yeah. and, and just physically, you know, I work out on a minimum of four times a week, you know, um, nice. strength training, conditioning, cardio. Nice. So, and eating right and, and not abusing your body, no drugs, yeah. minor alcohol a couple of beers here that won't hurt you right but okay. just being really yeah you know just being true to your body because that that's my instrument i can't i can't abuse my body all right so if you're on the set for 12 hours you're probably on the set from what 6 a.m to 6 p.m something like that sometimes 5 5, 5 a.m to maybe 7 8 p.m really so if that's the right. case, when do you get the workout in after the uh after the work on the set um, if I know I'm coming in for five o'clock the next tomorrow, I'm working out today. Okay. You know, I'm getting it in today and I'm, I'm, I'm eating, you know, get my starches in, you know, my potassium, I'm hydrating. So that way, because with the makeup, you know, I'm, I'm wearing a prosthetic piece. It's like two pieces that's connecting to my bottom and lower lip. So eating is not really a luxury. You know, right. I got to be mindful <laughs> of that because then it takes the makeup off. So I, I, yeah, I, I meal prep the day prior, so that way after I do my twelve or thirteen hour days, I go home and I'm I'm like close to the to the studio, like less than thirty minutes. 
I go home, pop it in the microwave, some chicken breasts, you know, some yeah. avocados, you oh, know, and okay. I refuel. Yeah, you know, nice. I refuel. Uh, how, how many times a day do you eat, though? I, I, I get in at least my good three, three, three good meals? ones. Okay. Yeah, about okay. three, three meals. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And when it comes to working out, you said you do strength training. Um, what type of well, gym? What type of gym do you go to? Is it a, a full service gym, a spa, a health club? What is it? No, I go to a full service. I, you know, I, I have the Planet Fitness because, you know, if I'm traveling, they got a Planet Fitness everywhere. You know, if I got to go to LA, they got one there. Um, yes. But then I, there's a local gym right close to my home where I go to, and it's 24/7, so I can get it in. You right. know, and they got, you know, free weights and they have, you know, cardio machines. They, you know, they 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 have they run the full gambit. You know. Okay. Um. So. Nice. Yeah. And do you have a trainer, or you just train by yourself? How do you do it? I train by myself. I train by myself. Um, because you know I've been doing it long enough to to yes. know how, you know, you know, how to balance my workouts and uh, you know, not not overdo it because some people they overtrain, you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> some people overtrain. They don't give themselves enough time to like rest and recuperate. So. That's true. That's true. What advice would you give a young person who's want to be in the business, in the industry, you know, he's looking, he's looking at you and he's like, wow, you're really doing it, man. But, you know, he knows that you put your time in. But what advice would you give him? Um, it's, you have to train, train, train. You have to sharpen your instrument. You know, um, you find yourself a good, really good acting coach. Coach, um, okay. Uh, coach, you know, or coaches. You know, you don't have to settle with one. You know, try to – because each coach brings something different and depends on what kind of technique – that they're teaching, for example, like the Meisner technique or yes. uh, the Chubbuck technique, you have to find something that, that fits with your learning style. And, and, and you have to immerse yourself in that environment all the time. You know, you have to, you know, like I found myself early on, you know, on YouTube a lot, just looking at audition techniques, um, yeah. taped audition techniques, you know, uh, that, how to enunciate, you know, it's, it's a constant stream of learning that you have to do until you get to a point of proficiency where you're unconsciously competent. You're doing without thinking yes. you can act altruistically. And, and then just the whole presentation deal, just, uh, getting great headshots, getting great headshots. I mean, headshots are important because that's what casting directors are looking at to cast you based off your type. So, um, there's a string, there's a, there's a lot of stuff that, that a young person who is desirous of being in this industry. And also the most important thing is, is to don't get in your way. Hmm, don't get, don't your get in your way. way. Really? Don't get in your own way. A lot of, a lot of guys and gals, they, they have this false impression that, well, because I'm pretty or because I'm tall and I look right. great, that, yeah. you know, you don't want me because everybody says I should be an actor, but are you doing the work? Are you picking up scripts? Are you reading scripts? Are you going to, to theater? Are you joining a, a troupe? Yeah. You know, are you putting yourself in, a, in an environment where someone will see your work and give you a chance? Okay. And if, if the answer to that question is no, then you're not serious. You just, do you, do you want to be famous or do you want to work? <laughs> exactly. You know? Yes. You know, you're not going to become famous and I don't want to be famous. It, it, that was not my motivation. It's, this makes me happy. You know, I love yes. doing this. And You'll do, you'll do whatever you have to do to get that feeling, you know, yes, yes. Um, legally. Yeah. You're right, legally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and you are a working actor. <laughs> I'm a working I mean? actor. A working yeah. actor. <laughs> Makes a lot of sense. It's a big difference. Now, what's next on Jermaine Rivers' bucket list? 
Bucket list. Yes. Um, <clears throat> there's so much stuff that I want to do, you know, inside and outside the industry. Um, but you know, being a person of faith, yeah. you know, I'm just, I'm just keeping my my spiritual ears open for that that next bit of instruction. You know, um, wow. there's a lot of stuff that I would like to do, um, but I don't know. I'm playing it by ear right now. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm kind of staying focused on what's immediately in front of me and trying to knock out all the, all of the things, all, all of the goals that I had set for myself. But right now I'm, I'm getting pretty close to some of the stuff that I wanted to do within the first 10 years. Wow. So we'll see. We'll, we'll just see. We'll have to see. Oh, okay. That sounds really good to me. How important is it to be positive? It, it, everything. Attitude. Your attitude will dictate a lot of things. Attitude equals latitude. If you have a poor, if you have a poor attitude, you know you're gonna wear that like a jacket. You're gonna walk into the room because your your energy, the energy that you're bringing in the room, people are gonna pick up on it. You know, especially as in, as actors, because our thing um, is to watch behavior, to study behavior. You can't you cannot fool an actor. You can't fool somebody who's been doing it that long. We can tell if you're pretending to be kind and then your body language is saying a totally different thing. So having a positive attitude and reframing the way you think about stuff is going to help get you there saying, Hey, look, nobody's going to give me anything. I'm going to have to earn it. And I, I, you know, um, and being kind to people is another thing. It's like you just get more with kindness than anything else. So yeah. I, I don't know. It's, it's it's like, how would you raise, you know, like if you had that, you know, someone in your life to, to tell you, hey, look, be kind. And, you know, it's not about you and open the door for somebody else. Send the elevator back down. Don't be a jerk. Yes. If you didn't have that, then I don't know what to say to you. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, yes. Oh, man, that's uh, that's that's really cool. How can my listeners find out more about Jermaine Rivers? Can we follow you on social media? Absolutely. You can find me on Twitter at Jermaine Rivers and also on Instagram at Jermaine Rivers Official. And, uh, you know, Google's a powerful tool. So, you know, I do have a Wikipedia page. You know, there's a few fan pages that's out there. But my my two places where I uh, talk about what I'm doing, you know, do little sound bites here there, is Twitter and Instagram. that's primarily where you know I interact with with the fan base and just with people in general. Nice, Jermaine Rivers. On behalf of Body Scope of New York and Six Weeks of Fitness, I truly want to thank you for coming on my show. Hey, thanks for having me, Vincent. It was an honor and a pleasure, my friend. And to my listeners, I truly hope this program was informative, encouraging, and inspiring, and that you will continue tuning in to our Six Weeks of Fitness podcast. And if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for the show, please leave them on my Six Weeks of Fitness blog at www.sixweeksoffitness.com or email me at vince at sixweeks.com. Take care. Bye-bye.